welcome to the Holistic Wellness and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kimberly Ann Marsden. Today, we'll be having a fascinating discussion about detoxing, and we're going to be looking at it in a couple of different ways, and hopefully you'll learn something new, and there's lots of practical tidbits of wisdom for you to take and apply in your life right away. So sit back, enjoy. This is going to be quite the ride. Here we go. Hello, I am super excited today to introduce you to Austin Chikatilov. We are going to be talking about detoxing today, but before we begin, let me tell you a little bit about Austin. Austin is a holistic personal trainer, so he uses his background as a board-certified holistic nutritionist as well as a psychological fitness expert, um, along with his personal training background with his clients. He's also currently a chiropractic student at Palmer Chiropractic School. So the most important credential that he has, and the most exciting one for me, is that he's my son. So this is probably going to be my all-time favorite guest, I have to say. (laughs) So I'm super excited to share Austin with all of you today. And Austin and I decided that we would be talking about detoxing. And as everybody knows, the concept of detoxing is about getting rid of toxins. And most of the time, people think of that as being from your body, but it can also be getting toxins out of your life. And so... It's the concept of not only getting rid of toxins, but it's also about abstaining from things that are unhealthy in your life. So there's a lot of different ways that you can detox. So why don't we start off by having Austin give us a sense of the different ways that people can detox. Yeah. So detoxing is becoming even more important these days because of the wide range of toxins that we're exposed to in our environment. So Right now, the top toxins that we're probably exposed to on a daily basis are things like pesticides and herbicides, EMFs coming from cell phone towers and cell phone radiation, and also non-organic, synthetic, cosmetic products and beauty care products that have a lot of heavy metals within them. So our bodies tend to hold on to a lot of these toxins and they tend to accumulate in fat tissue a lot. So one of the things that we can do is we can have targeted nutrition and supplementation along with powerful practices like fasting to help the body eliminate these toxins and also really nurture our bodies in a different way that many people maybe don't do on a regular basis. Because I feel like a lot of people, when we're talking about detoxing, we're talking about going without or eating a super restrictive diet. But I find that it's actually focusing on really nutritious and colorful foods that can help enhance these detoxification pathways within our liver. And it can really have profound effects on the body, but also with the mind, which we'll talk about later. Right. So yeah, that's one of the reasons why we need to detox and the other things that we need to detox from besides things that impact our physical body are things that impact our emotional and mental health, things like social media and doing an emotional detox and keeping things that are 
distractions and unhealthy for us in other ways out of our lives, taking a break from those and being mindful about how they are impacting us as well. But one of the things we want to talk about today too was how can you make detoxing a part of your daily life, Austin? How can you incorporate it in a way? Because people always say, oh, I have to buy some program. I have to do some extensive program. I'm on a detox program. You know, one of the things that you and I have talked about is how important it is to not think of it as some special event. It doesn't have to be a special event. It can be part of your daily life. Can you address that a little bit for us? For sure. And a key word that you just mentioned is being mindful. And I think that mindfulness is really foundational to any detoxification program or any endeavor within the realm of detoxing. And so one way that you can detox on a daily basis is by engaging in mindfulness-based practices like meditation. So this could be things from doing walking meditations to staring at bees while they're pollinating within the flowers, watching the ocean waves if you live close to the beach or listening to nature music, whatever it may be, being mindful while you're engaging in your daily activities. So inviting the breath into whatever you're doing and noticing the quality of your breath. Are you breathing shallow? Are you breathing deeply? Are you breathing through your nose, through your mouth? All these things affect our physiology and actually affect our ability to detox. So one of the simplest things that we do on a daily basis without even thinking is breathing and breathing is a form of detoxing. Our lungs are one of the biggest excretory organs in our bodies. So by exhaling CO2 and inhaling O2, our lungs are able to get rid of CO2 within tissues, which can be toxic. So engaging in deep breathing practices, like I like doing Wim Hof, for example, but even engaging in holotropic breathing and these other deep breathing practices on a regular basis can really, really help you clear out your lungs and help you at a cellular level, which is quite amazing. And so a couple of simple tips, tips and tricks to detoxing on a daily basis are, are things that come into nutrition. And one of the things that I love to do is have set drinks or beverages that I have on a daily basis that I know are helping my body alkalize and get rid of toxins. And it could be something as simple as adding some lemon juice or lime juice to your water first thing in the morning, which can help alkalize the body. Also doing things like celery juice, doing a celery juice cleanse, having it on, a, on an empty stomach in the mornings, and also including lots of colors in your diet. So having fun with the way you eat and trying to Play a game with what colors you're getting in with breakfast, with lunch, with dinner, and seeing, okay, am I getting my purples, my greens, my reds, my yellows? All these different carotenoids and phytochemicals have really powerful antioxidant effects on our bodies, and they also have an energetic effect on our body, which I think a lot of people don't think about. It's that food and what we take in has such an immense energetic impact on us, and so... If, for example, if before a meal you, I do this almost daily, I, if you put your hand over the meal you're having, 
if it's something alive, like plant foods, for example, a salad, you can feel the vital life force emanating from that salad with lots of vegetables and nuts and seeds and maybe some berries. And then if you were to put your hand over, let's say, a bunch of cookies that are lifeless, processed foods, there is no life force emanating from that. So it's a, it's a simple practice that you can begin to play around with to understand, okay, am I really nurturing my body with this meal? Is this meal going to, in essence, contribute to inflammation and hamper my detoxification? Or is this going to help my organs of elimination and really nourish my body and my cells? All great points, Austin. One thing I wanted to add to what you just said is, it's so important what we take in and how that nutrition or lack of nutrition impacts our body, whether it's inflammatory or not. But the other thing I want to add to that is that it's also how we take it in. We want to take it in mindfully, but with gratitude. And it's really important to have gratitude for the food that we're eating and to eat it in a way that's mindful because there's a difference of woofing down your food and choking it down and not chewing it and how your body takes that in and whether you're stressed out while you're eating it, that's also going to affect how those nutrients are absorbed or not. So it's important to make the right choices, but also to be grateful for the food and to eat it in such a way that your body can use it as the excellent fuel that it is. So one of the things that we often do is, you know, bless our food and give gratitude for the food before we actually eat it. And I know it's hard, especially when you're busy, but it's really important to not rush while you're eating. And Austin, you can probably speak a little bit more with your nutrition background as to why, how and why we want to be mindful and sort of slower when we're eating. Yeah, just the simple fact of chewing your food slowly can help you activate that parasympathetic nervous system and actually increase satiety. So if you're if you're doing this thing called rhythmic eating, let's say you're not being mindful and you're watching TV and let's say you got a bowl of popcorn. I'm sure a lot of you have been here before where you're just taking handful after handful until either the bottom of the bowl or the bag of chips is empty and you don't even get a chance to really get those those hunger signals that your appetite is satisfied because you're just not being mindful, you're not chewing, you're just waffing it down. So actually engaging every once in a while in a mindfulness-based eating practice by noticing the sensations of the taste of the food, looking at the food and the amazing geometric properties of the food and how a lot of the foods actually resemble the human body and different parts of the human body can be a form of meditation in and of itself. It can also calm you down in today's very busy, very chaotic society. So having a meal with yourself or with others and sharing gratitude for the food and really recognizing the taste and understanding what it's doing for your body, your mind, your spirit it's one of the most important decisions that we make every single day. But if we're not thinking about it, if we're just waffing food down because we think we just need calories to keep surviving, then that's what food will be for you. So I challenge you to look at your relationship with food and look at the other relationships around you because this is all important 
when it's when it comes down to targeting what aspects of your life do you need to detox so i think he picked popcorn because he knows i'm guilty of that one that's my that's my mindless eating it comes in as soon as i get a couple bites into the popcorn yes with butter and some salt that's what happens but actually i wanted to circle back austin to the breathing that you talked about as part of your daily life if you could just talk a little bit more about whim or and or other ways specific techniques for breathing that people can just use. Like if you're sitting at your desk at work and you only have a little bit of time, like what, what would you recommend people do to bring them, you know, to get that detoxing that they can get from the breath and get back into the parasympathetic? Absolutely. So I could talk about many different techniques of doing breath work that can activate the parasympathetic nervous system, things like box breathing, the four, seven, eight method, Wim Hof type breathing. There's all these different kinds of breath work out, out there. But one of the things that I've found to be extremely powerful for me when I feel like I'm getting caught in my emotions, my feelings, or I'm not being mindful and I just need to ground myself is simply inhaling through the nose. You can do it now. Inhale through the nose and then exhaling through the mouth and just having that sigh. That sigh of relief just brings you home. It brings you back to yourself. Whatever you were doing, whatever you were getting lost in, whether it was mindlessly watching TV while you're downing a bowl of popcorn or you were just so sucked into to your computer that your neck was getting pulled in and your posture was poor, whatever it may be, just exhaling and letting yourself know that everything's okay. And it's one of the simplest things to do, but it is probably the most profound thing that I do on a regular basis because it brings me back to my breath. It makes me conscious. And then from there, I can make more mindful decisions throughout the rest of my day. Yeah, I love that one. I think when I do that, I catch myself. I realize when I do that, that I've been holding things in. And so when you take that deep breath and you do the sigh, you realize that sometimes if you're working on something and you're really intently working, sometimes you're sort of holding your breath while you're doing it, which is, you know, not good. The brain needs oxygen. So it wants you to breathe, but can we just for fun, can we just do, you know, can you talk a little bit about ha breath? And if you really need to get out that energy and do an example, because Austin has my, I love to hear Austin's ha breath. I, I can't do one like his, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So <laughs> I like to share the ha breath or lion's breath with a lot of my friends who ask me about breath work and simple things that they can do when they feel like their mind's racing constantly and they just want to settle down or calm down. And similar to the sigh that we just engaged in, it's a, it's a powerful practice because it adds some vigor to the breath and it really can energize the body in almost an instant. It kind of taps into these primal mechanisms within the body that, that can tell us okay, we have this immense amount of energy within us and we can access it whenever we want, right? So when we were starving for food and let's say we needed to get this last catch and our bodies hadn't had food for four or five days and our tribe was depending on us to, to really have a successful hunt, we would store, our bodies are so smart that we would store some ATP, some energy for this last burst of energy to get the kill, to get the food, to get the nutrition. So the lion's breath, I feel like activates all this 
innate energy within us and all this power that's available to us at any time. And so I like to do this in the mornings or whenever I'm feeling really stressed out because it's a total reset, honestly. It's a complete way to just let go of whatever you were thinking of and just really connect to the intenseness of the breath and you're evoking it consciously, which makes it even more cool in my opinion. So I like to do this just sitting on my knees and if you could see us on video, it'd be a little bit easier, but what I like to do is take a deep inhale through the nose and then I let it out through the mouth and I'm almost roaring or making a hissing sound. But what you're not able to see is my tongue is actually wiggling from side to side. So I totally let my tongue go and I just unleash. I just <laughs> totally unleash my inner beast and I let everything go, whatever I was thinking about, whatever I was previously doing, it doesn't even matter. All that matters is I am here right now and I have my breath and I can do this whenever I want and I can reap the benefits. Excellent. Excellent. So do you have any other specific things related to the daily practice that you wanted to add in? Yeah, for sure. One of the simplest things that we do on a daily basis is exercise. And so I'm not talking about going to the gym for two hours, although that has its benefits time and time again. But exercising in the sunlight, exposing yourself to nature while exercising, getting that vitamin D, and just going for walks after meals, for example, which can be great for digestion. That's one of the habits that I've accrued over the years and really working up a sweat definitely multiple times a week. So working out to an intense level where you're actually sweating, or if you're fortunate enough to have access to a sauna, getting in that sauna and sweating, it's one of the easiest things you can do for detoxification, especially when it comes to heavy metals. There's a lot of research showing that in the sweat that we unleash through saunas or heavy exercise there's lots of heavy metals like arsenic mercury cadmium and all these different metals that get excreted in the sweat so if you're in a warm tropical climate like us bathing in the sun can be great exercising in the heat if i am in a sauna that's big enough i love to exercise in the sauna so on occasion engaging in vigorous exercise where you're actually sweating pretty heavily is another great practice that I like to engage in on a regular basis. And another thing that's quite foundational to detoxification that a lot of people definitely need to work on improving is sleep quality and quantity. So that means getting seven, eight hours of sleep because during sleep, it's our main time to rest and regenerate. Our parasympathetic nervous system is active. We're also fasting. We're not taking in any food. So it gives our digestive system a break. It gives our systems of the body a chance to relax, recover. We can grow new muscles, new cells, and we can get rid of cellular garbage in the brain, specifically through the glymphatic system and other things like that. So making sure that you have a sleep sanctuary, you have a good nighttime ritual, and you calm your body before you go to bed 
can help ensure a nice detoxification process while you sleep. Why don't we, because that's so important. I know that's not the topic for today, but why don't we just take a minute and give people some ideas of how to calm the body before sleep, you know, things like blocking blue light, those kinds of things. If you want to just take a few minutes on that. Yeah, I'm super passionate about sleep, so I could definitely make a whole podcast about the topic. So I'll try and (laughs) narrow it down to a couple of key things. So number one is if you do have Wi-Fi on, please shut it off at night. Shut off your routers, put your phone in airplane mode, throw it in the microwave even. I learned that that's actually a, a Faraday cage. Without turning it on, don't turn it on in the microwave. Yeah, please don't cook your phone in the microwave. But anyway, so making sure that you're shutting off all sources of EMFs before you go to bed, because that's been shown to disrupt sleep patterns and affect brain waves. And then other things include things like aromatherapy. So you could have some lavender and vanilla, for example, is one of our favorite blends to use at nighttime. Nighttime teas, chamomile. And if you like playing around with tinctures, things like passion flower and valerian root are also great. CBD is a great sleep aid. So there's plenty of sleep aids, but aside from nutrition and supplements around nighttime, ensuring that you have blackout curtains in your room, that everything is completely dark and that you have all sources of artificial light either covered or you're wearing blue light blockers at nighttime so that you're not suppressing melatonin production, which would affect sleep. And then other things would include breathing techniques. I love to do alternate nostril breathing before I go to sleep sometimes. And also doing some simple stretches or yoga poses like child's pose or downward dog, doing some inversion before sleep can be really, really helpful. So those are a couple of practices that I like to use to enhance sleep. Yeah, those are great. And just also conscious breathing, even if you just put your hands when you're laying in bed on your heart chakra and just breathe nice and deeply and relax. Really what you want to do is you want to get that parasympathetic turned on and ready to go so you can go get yourself into a deep sleep. Yeah. And aside from the physical, also you can bring nighttime right before bed into a place of introspection and a time of reflection and really reconnecting to gratitude. So I love to start my days and end my days with gratitude, with prayer and with breathing. So you can review your day. You can look at what things you did to help yourself, to help others. How did you show up in the world? Were you showing others love? Were you being kind to yourself and compassionate to yourself? Did you engage in random acts of kindness? How were you of service to others today? And really just reconnect to a sense of gratitude for the day. And you can set some intentions for sleep. I love doing that as well. And also this can serve as a form of emotional and spiritual detoxification as you allow yourself to process what you actually went through the day. A lot of us tend to distract from these things that come up through our day, but actually give yourself time to process what happened during your day. Mentally go through it, check in with yourself, and you could even do that exhale to let yourself know that no matter what happened throughout your day, no matter how traumatic it was or what went on, you are here right now and you're breathing. It's okay. And life is good. And I like to tell myself all is well. Yeah, all is well and I am enough. 
and love and appreciate yourself always. The only other thing I wanted to add to that, Austin, when you were talking about it is for those of us with the busy minds, if you start doing a review of your day and you find that, or you lay down and you find that your mind starts racing and taking deep breaths and doing some of these other things isn't working. One of the things that works really well for people is to do journaling prior to going to bed, because what you really want to do is release anything that needs to get out emotionally and mentally that's stored there, that's taking up space, keeping you awake, keeping you on some sort of alert level. So you want to take anything that's making you hypervigilant and you want to let it go. And one of the ways to do that is by journaling about it, giving yourself a place to take a moment, observe it, write it down, release it, and let it stay in the journal so that you can get yourself to sleep. And like Austin said, you always want to end the day in a place of gratitude and compassion and love. Um, What I thought now, Austin, can we take a a few minutes and just switch gears a little bit and talk about, because I know there's a lot of programs there that go into more in-depth forms of detox. And can you talk about when that would be, I know we're not going to cover specific programs, but when that would be an appropriate thing to do and just in general, what kinds of things and where people could go to look for that. Absolutely. So some of the common symptoms that can indicate that you need to do a more in-depth detox, because we talked about doing a daily detox on a daily basis, which in my view is quite essential. But if you're having these injuries and chronic aches and pains that seem to nag and come and go. If you feel fatigue, if you have energy issues, if you're having trouble losing weight or gaining weight, if you're having chronic headaches, lots of different things that seem to come up and just persist and come and go. It's a sign that your body is struggling. And one of the main reasons behind that may be you need to detox. And there's many different levels of it. And so when we talk about going into more in-depth forms of detoxing, we can really do a review of first our physical body systems, looking at different symptoms and how they're linked to different uh, systems in the body and seeing what specific organs need to be worked on and need some improving. Do we need to do a gut restoration? Do we need to work on the microbiome? Do we need to help the liver and its conjugation pathways? There's all these different things that that go on within detoxification. But the first part is actually reviewing what's going on for you physically, mentally, and emotionally. So reviewing your relationships, seeing are you attracted to toxic people, toxic situations? Are you finding yourself seeking drama or other things like that and looking at different areas of your life and how you can improve them. It's, it's a constant process. There is no journey in detoxification. It's not like we're doing a seven day fast and we're saying, okay, my body's completely ready to go and renewed. Although that may, that may help in extreme circumstances that may contribute to something positive for you, but it's a constant process and evolution. So without first doing an in-depth review of systems with a functional medicine practitioner or someone who specializes in detoxification, specifically nutritional-based detoxification, is essential so that you can really have a targeted plan and look at what areas of your life need to be improved 
and how can we best go about improving these areas and helping you live more vibrantly? Which is very true. So now I want to tell you a story. So I'm going to tell you my story. So basically Austin and I have been doing a detox together. Um, and so I had a sort of bizarre situation all of a sudden, this is very personal, sounds a little bizarre, but Hey, if it helps somebody, <laughs> I'm willing to put it out there. So I noticed for a while now, several months that my urine was always clear and I thought, Hey, cool. I must be drinking a lot. And then I thought about it and I thought, no, I'm really not drinking that much that I have, but it should be clear all the time. And Hey, I'm taking a lot of supplements. And when I eat asparagus, things that normally would color your urine, it's always clear. So I, I happened to mention this to my primary care doc and, and she was like, well, we can run lots of tests. We can do this. We can do that. But she was kind of not really sure where we were going to go with it. And I happened to see a functional neurologist and he said, you know, it sounds like you're probably not absorbing things. And so Austin and I spoke about it and he said, Hey mom, why don't we do a detox? And fortunately for me, he's, um, you know, been doing a lot of studying on detoxing and he designed a program that I used with him. And sure enough, I just started the first day with doing just a mono eating, you know, fast where I just ate apples. And then the second day we were, I'm going to get into all the details, but we were two or three days in, we just did some very basic things, some charcoal and eating healthy. It was just whole foods eating. Um, and all of a sudden, two or three days in, all of a sudden, literally my urine turned colors. It went, finally went back to yellow. And so for the last week, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I have the yellow back in my urine, which, you know, it sounds silly, but I realize how important it is because it means, oh my goodness, now I'm actually absorbing the nutrients properly. And it's kind of scary to think that I hadn't been, but I'll let Austin address that because he understands that level of things better, better than I do. I just know that I'm grateful to see color again. Yeah. So that's a great example of how you can see objectively when you notice things like my mom noticed with her urine, if you notice things like your energy levels throughout the day, if you notice these symptoms and how they're declining and how rapid the body can make changes once it really gets what it needs. And once you give it a break from some of the things that may be causing inflammation and really slowing some of these detoxification pathways because a lot of our toxic body burdens are very, very high these days because of the amount of toxins we're exposed to. So by just giving ourselves a break and being mindful while we're detoxing and really being present and noticing the changes within our body, within our minds. I've noticed for me during the detox that I've, I've had some situations where random emotions are coming up and I really am actually delving into them more and not pushing them to the side. And I'm exploring them and seeing where are they coming from? And I'm completely welcoming them. And it's okay that these emotions that may not be the most positive or happy or joyful, because that's usually my personality. I'm okay with welcoming the sadness, the loneliness, the anger, the frustration, whatever it may be. So it's perfectly normal for you to see rapid changes once your body gets what it needs. And by bringing mindfulness into the practice, you can see how your body is physically changing. Your brain is mentally able to detoxify negative thought patterns and you're more aware of them. So you're able to work with them at a more conscious level. 
And then from there, as the symptoms begin to decline, you just get a whole reset and it's really rejuvenating. And I think that it's something that we can engage in on a regular basis. So besides doing the daily detoxes, understanding the different seasons. So the reason I picked this break to do the detox is because it's springtime and spring is a time of rebirth, spring cleaning. So really focusing on the liver and really giving the liver all these special nutrients with the supplements that we're taking and the foods that we're consuming and giving our bodies a break from some of those so-called treats and other things that we know are going to be there has been really helpful for us. And we're hoping to make it a new tradition. So, yeah. Right. And we talked about it and it's not something that you have to do all the time. We talked about doing it two to three times a year. And I said to Austin, you know, I hope people understand when they're doing these programs. I personally don't feel like I'm missing out on anything because I'm looking at it as I'm doing my self-care. And yes, I completely plan on next week going back and eating some of the things that I'm not eating this week. You know, I enjoy, you know, breads. You know, I am Italian. I do like my bread. It's gluten-free, but still I do enjoy it. So this week I haven't had any, but for one week, big deal. I mean, big deal um, to not have it. It's a, I'm not looking at it as what am I missing? I'm looking at it as what am I doing for myself? If you look at it and say, oh, what can't you have? No, no, no. Then you get yourself into feeling psychologically like you're missing out. And then there's, you know, you're feeling sad or whatever you're feeling. You're feeling like you're losing out. Instead, I'm looking at it as how blessed am I to be able to do this for myself this week? And in my case, to have Austin's assistance doing it, I'm incredibly grateful for that. But overall, just to be doing this for myself, to take the time and to care about myself enough to make the commitment to do this. And I'm really grateful to myself for doing that. So I'm looking at it as a really positive experience, not one where I'm missing out, but one where I'm gaining and every day I'm getting healthier and stronger. And I got to tell you, I am absolutely floored by the changes in just doing really simple things because we're not doing anything. I've tried all different kinds of things. Basically to me, we're just eating healthy and making sure that we're very mindful about when and what we eat and putting out there our intention to, you know, to cleanse and detoxify and be smart about how we go about it. But I just want people to understand it's not something that you're going to do every day of the year. It's something that you do on specific with specific intentions and reasons, and you only do it a few times a year. This isn't like you have to eat this way all the time. Exactly. And it's really important to understand where your focus is. And like my mom just said, where you're putting your intentions. So before you start any detoxification program or any program for that matter, what is your intention? What are you trying to get out of that? And asking yourself, why are you doing this out of fear of maybe if you have a condition, if your condition getting worse, if you don't do this detoxification, or are you coming from a place of love and wanting to do this as a form of self-care and showing compassion and love to yourself and really giving your body a chance to renew? Essentially, that's how I look at detoxification. It's cleaning house. It's performing housekeeping that we do externally by cleaning our homes, our cars, our external environments. It's bringing that inwards and 
it has such an amazing impact on your life when you're able to clean house, so to speak, because you have intention behind it. Without intention, why are you doing what you're doing? What's the point? Right, because this gives you an opportunity to renew. Detoxification to me is really all about renewing and regenerating. And it's really a very powerful tool. And that's what it is. It's a tool just like there's so many different tools that we have. And like everything, you don't want to use the same tool for you know all the time. You want to use different tools for different things. And this is just one tool. But the thing that I really like about our conversation today, Austin, is really the fact that there are things on a daily basis basis that you can do. And then there's more in-depth things that you can do at different times when you, you know, feel that the time is appropriate and you feel that, that that's what's called for and you have a reason behind what you're doing and a plan. Yeah. So when you're looking at doing a more in-depth form of detoxification, you're going to want to really do your research and look into different strategies. There's a lot of talk about intermittent fasting out there and different fasting protocols for detoxification, and they are powerful, but I do caution you to consult with a healthcare practitioner and someone who is knowledgeable about detoxification because it's a growing science and there's a lot of different ways to approach it. It's an ancient practice, really. It dates back to Hippocrates who used fasting as medicine, just going without food, he realized could help cure some of his patients of debilitating disorders and diseases. So looking at leaders in the field, there's people who are now talking about whole food-based detoxification, which is one of the strategies that I really resonate with. And Dr. Deanna Minnick is one of the leaders in detoxification and functional medicine. And she's put out a lot of research and great case studies of doing the things that we're talking about, but just a little bit more in-depth and individualized to her clients and patients. So she goes about it similar to how we are for our detoxification program this week in the sense of we're focusing on a highly plant-based diet, getting lots of colors in, we're drinking plenty of water, staying hydrated. And also one of the things that we added in is castor oil packs, which is an ancient strategy to help preserve glutathione levels and reduce inflammation. So I like to combine a lot of the ancient wisdom with modern science from things that I learned from experts like Dr. Deanna Minnick and another person who's a leader in the field of cellular de detoxification specifically is Dr. Dan Pompa, who's a chiropractor by train. And he has spent years really investigating fasting and supplementation and targeted nutritional strategies like getting into ketosis for the purpose of detoxing completely. So getting rid of deeply rooted toxins that our bodies are storing really in fat and liver tissue to protect us. He's really done a lot of amazing work in the field of detoxification because he came from a place where he battled with his own health issues and through his own trial of experimentation and using natural healing strategies, he's developed an amazing system. So 
they those are two examples of people who have great programs available to you to look into but it's very important to get that individualized piece because we're all different we all have different biologies we all have different biochemistries so really having a guide who can look at your blood tests look at your hormone levels and check and assess these things as you're doing a more in-depth detox is paramount so definitely check some of their workout and also just look into any other experts in the field of functional medicine and nutritional medicine as well Great. That's really helpful. So, you know what I'm going to do guys is I'm going to put in the extended show notes, I'm going to ask Austin to give me some links to uh, those doctors sites. And also I think Austin, what would be helpful probably is to put a link in there for search locator for functional medicine or any other, you know, type of physician that you think will be or practitioner that would be helpful. So we'll definitely put that in there for you because we're all about trying to provide you the resources that you need, because all we want is to help people. That's all we want is for people to thrive. We really want all of you to thrive. So at this point, what we're going to do is we're going to head over to the Sparks of Wisdom. And so we'll catch you on the other side. Sparks of Wisdom. Oh, 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 oh. Sparks of Wisdom. Oh, 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 oh. So the main spark of wisdom for today is to let go of things that no longer serve us, such as toxins. And so there's one quote from the Buddha that came to my mind, and it's that if you want to fly, you have to let go of all the things that hold you down. So that may mean letting go of toxins, letting go of toxic relationships, letting go of negative thought patterns, whatever things hold you down and keep you from thriving, you have to finally let them go. And you can say to yourself, I let all these things go that no longer serve me. And I allow myself to thrive and live vibrantly. Okay, that concludes our episode on detoxing here on the Holistic Wellness and Wisdom podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Austin, for coming today and sharing some of your wisdom with us. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Mom. As always, it's a pleasure to be with you and communicate about things in the health and wellness domain. And I hope your audience found what we discussed helpful. And if any of you guys have questions or would like to reach out to me, you can follow me on my Instagram page, which is just my name, Austin Shikatilov. Or you could check out my website, journeytobefit.com and contact me through there. And I will put that in the show notes so you can find that easily. And as always, Austin, let's end with what we say at home all the time. Be, be you, be, be love, love, and be, be present. present.